Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Okay, we're ready. This week, we're going to be talking about the Friends for Climate. Uh, it's the Friends, the Waco Friends for Climate, correct? Waco Friends. I always say the Waco, the Waco Friends for Peace and Climate, because that's what yeah. you guys used to be. <laughs> right, we changed our name. It's Waco Friends of the Climate. Waco Friends of the Climate, okay. This week, I'm going to be talking about Waco Friends of the Climate and their art exhibit that's going to be happening this month throughout the month of October. Today, I have Dr. Alan Northcutt with me today. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Yes, greetings. Um, I'm Alan Northcutt. I am the director of the organization you mentioned, Waco Friends of the Climate. And we're a group that's been around working on climate issues for about eight to 10 years now in Waco. And, um, we just do everything climate related. We try to do focus on direct action and education. Those are the two broad areas that we participate in. Yeah, what brought you to Waco? Or are you a Waco native? Actually, I'm not a native, but I've been here 31 years, so almost. So basically a native. <laughs> yeah, almost. Yeah. And how long have you been working for um, the, how long have you been the director? I've been the director for uh, 10 to 12 years now, quite, quite some time. Mm -hmm. So you actually started this group? No, I didn't start it. It was started back in 2002. Um, around the time of the Iraq war. And then over, since over the last 10 years or so, we've, we've directed our focus to climate. We realize that the most important issue facing mankind is the climate crisis. So that's, that's what we decided to put all our work into. And there was really nobody else in Waco, you know, any uh, nonprofits working in that area. So we felt there was a huge need and that's what we've tried to fill. Yeah, and tell me about some of the events that you've done in the past. Uh, we have <clears throat> monthly meetings. Of course, that's been altered now. You know, we've had a one Zoom meeting, but normally we have a monthly uh, meeting on the third Monday of the month. We have uh, a documentary on climate, or we have a lecture, and uh, so that's a monthly thing. And then. All during the year, we do a number of different events. We have held a free climate concert where we had a uh, singer-songwriter, you know, who performed, and it was, it was free. That sounds amazing. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I don't know if you, David Robix, he's a really well-known, you know, musician, kind of an activist musician. Mm -hmm. We had him perform for us. We've had, um, we do a number of things kind of as a public service. We for like eight years now on Earth Day, <clears throat> we give away 
reusable uh, shopping bags at the farmer's market. You may have seen that. And so that's, you know, a tradition of ours now. It's not quite as directly related to climate, but the fact is uh, there's quite a large carbon footprint involved with plastics. If you look at the whole life cycle of plastics, there's a, a quite a greenhouse gas emission component of that. So we give those away to try to get away from the use of plastic, especially single-use plastic bags. Um, <clears throat> recently, we've had a, sorry, a really, I think, important project. There, there was no styrofoam recycling in the city of Waco, and we, we recognized this. So about a year and a half ago, we found a, a, a location that we could actually take styrofoam and get it recycled. So every three months or so, we get U-Haul trucks and we collect styrofoam from all over the city. People bring it to us and then we, we take it for recycling. So that's a project that we've uh, undertaken that I think is you know a useful uh, service. Otherwise, that styrofoam, of course, ends up in the landfill. Mm -hmm. So um, that's another thing we do. Yeah, and I, I just covered that on my podcast previously. We've oh, talked about that before, too. Wonderful. Thank, um, thank you. You guys did it over in the parking lot of the Ocean Buffet, and you guys had those U-Haul trucks. And I heard you guys had to get an extra U-Haul truck. That's right. The last yeah. time we did it, it was probably been a month or so, we, after only like an hour, the truck was almost full. And I was like panicking, you know. I said, <laughs> what am I going to do for the next three hours? And <laughs> people are showing up, you know. So... I ran across the street to the U-Haul place, and luckily they had a truck. We rented another truck. So we ended up with about one and a half trucks full of styrofoam. Mm -hmm. So it's really been you know, impressive to me the way that the people in the city of Waco have responded uh, to this. And you know, people line up when we open you know, in the morning with their cars full of styrofoam. And so we're really gratified by that. And so that's that's one of our more recent projects. That's really awesome. And what is um, some other things that you would like to see in the Waco community? Well, what I like to say is, I see a a real interest in recycling in Waco. I see um, the citizens are really attuned to that, and most people, I think, do recycle. And when we started, you know, this opportunity for people to recycle styrofoam they really they jumped on that and what i want to say and try to make this point is in the 21st century the real issue is the climate crisis i mean recycling is important of course and as is litter and so forth i think other groups work on but the issue that has to do with our survival as a species is the climate crisis our, our planet is heating up we're observing disastrous effects already, and those are going to just compound as the temperature continues to increase. So what I would like to ask is that all those folks that are concerned about recycling uh, put that same energy and that, that um, you know, eagerness to act and that uh, ambition into taking action on the climate crisis. And there's a lot of things people can do. You know, we're not powerless. There's a lot of things uh, each person can do. Policy, of course, is number one, you know, at the federal and state and city levels. That's, that's the number one thing, really. That's the most important. But individual action by, by individual citizens is also crucial. 
So I like to encourage people to to take action on the climate crisis, just as they did in recycling, you know, during the last century. The 21st century climate is really the issue. Yeah, that's really awesome. And I love that you made that touch point. Um, and now I know also that Waco has been having a lot more um, environmentally um active activities like we recently had an electric car show um and i know you personally drive an electric car do you want to talk a little bit about that yes um that was i guess within the last couple of weeks and the there's a heart of texas electric auto association i believe is the, the proper name and um i guess five or six of us assembled uh, downtown and we had our electric cars for people to come by and, and check out and um you know, it's a great thing. And I'm, I'm beginning to see more electric cars in Waco as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say that driving an electric car, that is one of the most important things people can do. Mm-hmm. You know, when you talk about like, what can I do? You know, as one person, the car you drive is, if you think about it, it's one of the most direct uses you have of fossil fuels. You know, that's your real contact in the world with fossil fuels. You know, that you actually can see it, you smell it. You know, when you press your accelerator, you're burning fossil fuels, if you think about it. So I would encourage people when you change your car or whatever to consider an electric car. I think you must test drive an electric car now. That's If you're concerned about our planet, our environment, I think it's, you know, incumbent on you to do that. And the prices are becoming very competitive um, and remember, there's a couple of other things. It's not just the price. There's uh, a federal uh, tax rebate on most electric cars, which is like $7,500. And something most people probably don't know is the state of Texas has a $2,500 rebate. It's through January. It ends pretty soon, but that's available. You know, you have to do some paperwork and so forth. But you can, this is talking about like a $10,000 off the price of the car if you take these steps. So there's that. And number two is you save a lot of money on the fuel cost. You know, in the state of Texas, it costs about half as much to fuel your car, like fueling it, but with electricity rather than gasoline. The calculations are it costs about half as much, right? And on maintenance, electric cars have very, very minimal. You don't have your oil changes, and there's only very few moving parts, so there's not much to go wrong. Maintenance costs and fueling costs are much lower, so you have to look at the big picture. But I would say if you test drive an electric car, you'll be amazed, and I don't think you'll want to go back to gasoline. I've been driving an electric car now for four years, and I would... I would never consider a gasoline car. Yeah. Uh, EVs are great to drive. And I drive a Nissan Leaf, so I'm also um, I'm new to the electric car community. Uh, but that's one of the steps that I've taken as a local Wacoan. Um, but this goes perfectly into um, the art exhibit. So now tell okay. us a little bit about that. Well, congratulations. That's great that you're driving that. I, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm in yeah. the community now. <laughs> yes, yes. Is it, and how do you, isn't it wonderful to drive? I love I it. Mean, I'm never going back. I've already said that. We, we also have a Volkswagen Jetta. It's my husband's car. Um, and we're planning already to switch to the new Volkswagen that just came out. 
um, they're doing an all electric Volkswagen. Is that and the ID4 or? I think so. Um, my husband's like obsessed with it. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. his baby. He's been talking about it. So, <laughs> Great. Uh, but we're already Great. planning. We're going to get rid of the Jetta, move up a little bit, go all electric. And it works perfectly for a sustainable lifestyle. You're doing the right thing. And I hope everyone listening to this will consider <laughs> that and hopefully take action on it. And of course, the low maintenance as a young um, female, uh, you don't have to change your oil or anything. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's not just a matter of saving money it's saving time you know mm -hmm. you've got to go somewhere you got to either leave your car or you got to sit there and wait for an hour or so you know and that that adds up but you don't have that with evs mm -hmm. that's really nice so yeah and saving time so you can do more art yeah <laughs> and now tell right. me about the exhibit <laughs> yes um very happy to this is our actually our fourth year it's we call it the fourth annual climate crisis art exhibit now this year, it's virtual uh, for obvious reasons with the pandemic, um, but it's it's been a wonderful thing. And what you'll see if you when you go to the exhibit is um, you don't just see the 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 pieces of art. It's actually like a three dimensional gallery, and you can navigate around in in the different rooms, the different. Uh, walls of the uh, exhibit it has a very realistic effect you know there's lighting there's shadows and it, it simulates being in a in a gallery so i think it makes it a lot of fun in addition to you know seeing the art uh appreciating the you know the aesthetic you know the beauty of the art plus of course the message and this is an art show that's not just about um you know artistic ability and aesthetics it's about the important message of the climate crisis and that we have to take action on it so it's a community-wide uh, exhibit we have art from like preschool up to uh, high school uh, students and some Baylor art students participate a Baylor professor participates so we have um, also, we have some of the most well-known, you know, professional artists in Waco. So we have a really wide spectrum of art, and um, so we call it a community-wide exhibit. Our idea is to include everyone who is concerned about the climate crisis and wants to use their artistic skill, whether it's amateur or professional, you know, to express their feeling about the climate crisis. And we've... Um, had we have about 85 entries the show actually grew from last year which you know i was afraid no one would show up with the pandemic you know i was really worried about it but i've we been had promoing a, it know, so <laughs> oh, thank you that's probably why we're doing well you know <laughs> but yes the response has been great and we've we've had uh, like i said about 85 entries more than than last year and um i just encourage people to to come and, and view it. And um, there's um, two, it's separated into two galleries. Gallery A is adults. Gallery B is, we call it students. So that's the one, you know, from preschool to to Baylor. Any, you know, any kind of school uh, age people are in Gallery B. So you can look at all the art. And then there's a, a another page that you go to where you can vote for your favorite. We call it the People's Choice Award. 
and that's always fun, you know, because people can pick out the, the art that they like the best. You go to that, you enter the, the number of that piece of art and, you know, a little information. And also, you, you know, you vote and then there's a uh, prize for the, for the winner of it. It's, uh, I have to check, it's like 400 or $500 for the, the People's Choice Award. And then if you, if you do vote, you're uh, eligible to win some door prizes. So we, you know, this is about education, but we also wanted to make it fun. So <laughs> we're giving away some climate-related, you know, books and things. And we're also giving away $100, you know, for the, the uh, people who vote. So, you know, it's another good reason to, to vote for your favorite. Um, so we have that part of it. There's also a page where you can go. It's called uh, What Can I Do? Something like that, where we list maybe 10 or 15 actions that people could take. Like I was referring to driving electric cars. You know, there's um, putting solar on your house, using a 100% renewable utility. Um, you know, there's a, quite a long list there of things you can do. And the way I view it is no one can do everything, but everybody can do something on this list to combat the climate crisis. So that's part of the gallery as well. So I think you'll find the gallery a lot of fun and also, you know, educational and useful. So, Yeah, and tell me where we can find the links to everything and tell us how to find you and get involved. Um, well, the exhibit itself is it's kind of long, but it's Climate Crisis Art Exhibit, and it's .org. That's where you can go directly to the, to the show. Now, our organization, you know, our website is friendsofpeace.org. So it's a little bit confusing, but <laughs> it has to do with the history of the organization. Mm -hmm. It's friendsofpeace.org. And if you go there, you can find all the things that we do. And um, there's also a link, you know, of course, to the art show. But those are the two main things. Our friendsofpeace.org is our website of our organization and has a lot of good information. It has uh, columns that our members have written. It goes through kind of a history of, of our activities, our actions, everything we've done. And I really just skimmed the surface as far as things we've done. I mean, we've fought pipelines. We've, we've participated in, you know, massive marches in New York City. And we've done a lot of things over these years. But you'll find a history of our, of our actions and our educational efforts there. And um, then you'll have, there's information about when our uh, meetings are going to be held, when we get back to, you know, regular meetings. And there's a link to the show. And its individual website is climatecrisisartexhibit.org. So they're both .orgs. All right. And thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate you coming on the show today. And I really appreciate everything that you've done for the Waco community. And I really think that um, we're trying to make a difference here in our own town just by even taking little steps. So I really appreciate wow. you coming on thank and you. talking about all this fun stuff. Well, thanks for, you know, giving this importance, you know, giving this time. And I know you've covered um, some of the things we've done before. and You've covered the uh, EV mm -hmm. uh, car show. And um I think that's important. There's there's something that we a new term we have in the climate activism world called climate silence. And you may have heard this, but and but I see that in Waco. You know, up until recently, you could never even find the the term climate change in the Waco Tribune Herald. I hate to say, 
and I looked for it, you know. Um, but I think it's improved some. I, I write regular columns, you know, for the TRIB, and I think they're, I think things are, are improving. And that, that refers to the media in general. There has been a, a generalized kind of climate silence. <clears throat> but, you know, when there's a massive record hurricane or when all of, you know, when Australia is burning down, you know, the, the connection to the climate crisis should be made in the media. And often that's not done. And I think that's a problem. That's what we call climate silence. And I think among people in general, um, even among political parties that, that should care about, and, you know, really it's part of their platform, often it's not talked about, you know, as other issues are. And I think that's a real, a real problem because when you get down to it, this issue um, has to be resolved. You know, we have to try to preserve a livable climate. If we don't, all the other issues that we have to deal with are, are going to be kind of moot. You know, if our planet can, is burning down, if, you know, we're just overwhelmed with superstorms, with massive record forest fires, with sea level rise that's devastating, you know, major population centers throughout the world, you know, it, it will be disastrous. You know, if we don't act, <clears throat> we're looking at at least three degrees C temperature increase by 2100. And the climate scientists tell us that, you know, that would be catastrophic for our planet. So we have to act. <clears throat> and we have to act rapidly. You know, um, the, the best science we have says that we have about 10 years to cut our emissions by 45%. That's pretty, pretty dramatic, 45%. And by 2050, we need to be net zero emissions. So we have really a Herculean task ahead of us. And so we need to talk about it. We need to end the climate silence. And we need to take action uh, individually. And we need to vote for candidates who are committed to acting on climate change or acting on the climate crisis. That's crucial. This time of year, we must vote. Um, for candidates who will take action on climate. We don't have four more years to waste. That's, you know, that's a fact. We, we must, you know, that's almost half of that 10 years I was talking about, right? So um, I would encourage everybody to do that as well as, you know, doing what you can individually and talking about climate, climate change, talking about what we now call it the climate crisis, I think is the best term for it. And, um, and we appreciate you covering this and, and caring about it. Of course, of course. And it's important just to, you know, reiterate how important it is as a local community to step up um, and for us to grow and, um, you know, take more accountability for our own actions, especially here in the Waco community. Um, again, we have started to be more environmentally active and have started to do a lot more. So, um, again, thank you guys for coming on. You've made such a difference in our community. And I think that moving forward, Waco is going to be great and have some new changes happening. Thank you. Thank you for having us and, and thank you for caring about this. <laughs>